0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: The following is a special Post Time with Mike and Mike production. T'was two days after Christmas... And all through the stalls were the echoes of this year's finest race calls. Boom just like that, and lonely on the lead were just a few of the offerings heard in eighteen. The racing was contentious, the action was grand, but would it be possible without our race fans? They're gamblers, their owners, their young and their old. But without them, we're nothing, truth be told. The Grand Circuit sees our superstars tell their stories and fables. But the heart of the industry beats with its small stables. The love of the business means overcoming all obstacles. Our horsewomen have. They've endured the struggles. One thing is clear. A realization... Our industry needs more innovation. How could we forget, foiled again, the ultimate iron horse, the best that's ever been? As we get ready to start the program, we welcome from above, Ted, Larry, and Sam. This award show has made it to its fourth year somehow. Post time with Mike and Mike. Starts right, now. Starts right now.
2: Don't touch that dial. It's time for the 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Award Show presented by the... States Trotting Association and Bet America Post Time with Mike and Mike live from the USTA studios in Columbus, Ohio. And I'll tell you what, Mike, what a couple of weeks it has been. We had the highest number of votes that we have ever had in the history of the most Post Time with Mike and Mike awards. I'm ready to kick things off, my friend.
1: Yes, we certainly did. Uh, once again, congratulations to all the nominees, and uh, certainly. A big congratulations to uh, each and all of the winners that we're going to be announcing here coming up. Uh, This is uh, one of our most favorite shows of the year. Actually, Mike, this is probably our most favorite show of the year because we get to honor the people that make our industry go round, And we get to honor people in a lot of cases, Mike, that don't get the recognition they deserve. So I am super, super pumped.
2: Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have seven categories to uh, go through, and uh, we're going to talk uh, with many people uh, throughout the program uh, about their careers in harness racing and et cetera. But, Mike, um, we've got um, a few categories. Uh, obviously, the Ted Barkus Race Fan of the Year, Sam McKee Race Call of the Year, um, the Horsewoman of the Year, the Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year, Innovator of the Year, Upset of the Year, and Foiled Again, Iron Horse of the Year, and uh, Mike, I'll tell you what—we wouldn't be able to do any of this without our sponsors. We've got some great hardware uh, that we're going to be sending out to the winners. But uh, I tell you, we wouldn't be able to do this without our sponsors—that's for sure.
1: Yeah, no question about it. I want to thank all of our sponsors. And uh, you may notice that some. These awards are named after certain people. Uh, Some you uh, know, certainly, like uh, Sam McKee. I don't think there's anybody in the business that don't know who Sam McKee is. Uh, Larry Reinheimer. Everybody knows who Larry Reinheimer is. But uh, not a whole lot of people, Mike. I get this question all the time. But This is where we're going to start. We're going to start by naming our Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year winner. We A lot of people don't know who Ted Barkus is, and, and Ted, a very interesting story, Mike, a guy that has uh, been going to the Little Brown Drug for many, many, many years, wouldn't miss a year, and was up for our inaugural uh, race fan of the year, was nominated by somebody in Ohio, and he actually – he passed away before uh, the award could be announced. So. Yep. Uh, we received a real touching letter from uh, Stacy Ruddick. You remember her? She's uh, She's got a farm in uh, Indiana. She races primarily there. And, uh, you know, a real touching letter uh, from the family and everything. And, it, you know, we decided the, to name the Race Fan of the Year award after him. I can't remember where he was in the voting. I think he was first or second. It was really, really close. And he passed away right before we could announce the winner. So that's who Ted Barkas is. and And, Mike, we obviously – put a lot of emphasis on this Race Fan of the Year Award because obviously race fans, in my opinion, are the most important part of the sport of harness racing because we wouldn't be anywhere without them. Yeah definitely it's one of the more uh, fun categories
2: that's for sure and uh you know this race fan of the year has been highlighted over the past couple of years with uh, Sydney Weaver you know Albert Nash Tom Dubrick guys uh, who who are pretty vocal on social media so it's it's always cool to kind of see who the race fans are who's nominated every year and uh go from there
1: all right, we're going to take a very quick timeout. When we come back, we'll find out of the 2018 Ted Barkas Race Fan of the Year Award goes to you. have got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the usda It's the awards edition. Back in a moment. Catch Drivers, a free harness racing driving game for your phone. Race against your friends, real-life drivers, and fellow virtual Catch Drivers from around the world. Race in stakes races, driving championships, party mode, or just in normal quick play. Download Catch Driver for free in the App Store and the Google Play Store.
2: Bring in the new year right with Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment on Friday, January 4th, and Saturday, January 5th, as racing fans can win their share of $2,019. Ten contestants will be selected after race number six and can win varying amounts of prizes. For more information and complete schedule, visit PlayMeadowlands.com.
1: Millstream Farm has been breeding and raising standardbred trotters for over 21 years at its Kentucky farm, and we've just completed the third full year of operations in New Jersey. Our Kentucky farm is located just minutes away from Fasig-Tipton and just a mile north of the Kentucky Horse Park. Our New Jersey farm is located in Allentown and is one of the Garden State's most beautiful, a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven. Our New Jersey location includes farm turnouts, broodmare boarding, weanlings, and yearlings. And we also sell a consignment of trotters every year in Harrisburg. For more information, visit millstreamfarm.com. That's millstreamfarm.com. We'll soon find out who the 2018 post-time with Mike and Mike Ted Barker's race band of the year award winner is. But first, let's take one final look at the nominees. Albert Nash, who won the inaugural post-time with Mike and Mike Race Fan of the Year Award back in 2015. Al spends his time congratulating participants on their victories via Facebook and always carries a positive attitude. Colton Hay, who can be seen at the track with mom, trainer, and driver Emily Hay. Colton is a favorite of many of the drivers, and they have given him many whips and driving goggles as souvenirs. He owns his own helmet and set of colors that match his favorite driver, Josh Sutton. Terry Wilson, a longtime guest handicapper at the raceway. Terry loves chasing after long shots and has hit on more of them than any handicapper at the raceway. Adriano Sorella, the owner of champion three-year-old Jimmy Freight. Sorella spends his time on Facebook promoting the sport of hardest racing and encouraging those who are entering the sport. Pedro Baez, who tirelessly promotes the game in a positive manner via Twitter. Baez is a harness horse player and owner who recently got involved with fractional ownership. And Nathan Bain, who is an up-and-coming harness racing fan who has a strong passion for announcing races. Bain is currently attending Bell River High School in Canada and has shown his passion for calling races by announcing at Grand River Raceway and Pompano Park. The runner-up for the 2018 Ted Barkus Race Fan of the Year Award is
3: Nathan Bain.
1: And the winner of the 2018 Ted Barkus Race Fan of the Year Award is Albert Nash.
2: All right, well, there you have it, the 2018 Ted Marcus Race Fan of the Year Award presented by New Vocations goes to Albert Nash. Albert is on the line right now. And, Albert, I'll tell you what, man, you're the first two-time winner of the Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards, and you continue to positively promote the sport uh, via Facebook. You know, talk to us, uh, you know, a little bit for those who may not know you uh, about maybe how you got into the sport.
0: I got in from my dad. My dad got me involved into it. He used to own horses back in the day, and then I got him back in about 10 years ago.
1: And that's cool. Albert Dash, Mike Bozich here. And uh, Albert, what you do a lot uh, is through social media. I mean, you go out of your way to congratulate people. Uh, And I'll tell you what, it means a lot to people. It really, really does. And just tell us how you kind of got started doing that. Where did that idea come from, and uh,
0: you know, how did you get started started doing that? It's something I started on my own about, like, four years ago. Just wanted to promote the sport, and I just love the sport, so I just started promoting it through my congratulations post. Now, like Al, you guys, like it.
2: Now, Al, you guys have kind of toyed with uh, uh, ownership as well. Uh, tell us about some of the horses that uh, you have part ownership in.
0: Uh, right now, we have two right now, Odysseus Warrior and Benita Island. Uh, we finished second last week in both races. One had the eight hole, so that was good. And uh Warriors running tomorrow at Manazella.
1: Alright, well listen, best of luck to you, Albert, before we let you go,
0: what what what's what is it
1: about the sport of harness racing you think that uh, we can use to attract young fans? What is it about the sport of harness racing that makes you excited about it?
0: I, don't know, I just Love the sport You know Jogging Warming horses up I did a lot of that This year Warming horses up Yeah well, You call. know what, I think
1: And you know what I, bring I went up to go good, where? Well I'll I tell you what You bring up a good point You know what Albert It's the hands on I, I think You know It's, yeah. it's you know, I mean, owners, really, in thoroughbred racing, you can't really get on the back of your horse. But in harness racing, you can sit on the back of your horse, and, and you've taken uh, big advantage of that. Well, Albert, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations, winner of yeah, the 2018 so Ted Barkas Raceman of the Year presented by New Vocations. Albert, listen, don't go anywhere. We're going to put you on hold. Mike Carter is going to take your name. and Well, we know your name, but he's going to take your address, and <laughs> uh, we're going to send you some hardware. So just hold the phone for just a couple of seconds, okay?
0: All right. All right.
1: All right, that's uh, Albert Nash. Mike, if you wanna go ahead and uh if you wanna go ahead and get all of his particulars, we've got some great plaques by the way we're gonna be sending out, Mike.
2: You've got some great plaques and I uh, I think it's worth noting that Albert's margin, uh the, the amount of votes that he got was more than he got a few years ago when he won the first time. And is probably the most votes anyone has ever gotten uh through our awards, uh through our awards program. So uh congratulations, go out to Albert Nash and yeah, we've got some nice plaques to go out and uh I'll
1: tell you what, man, uh, you know, I'm excited to get some of them out. All right, so I'm going to put you in the screen room, Mike, along with Al, and you can go ahead and get his uh, address, and we can send him some hardware. We're going to take a very quick time out. This is going to be a fast-paced show here today. It is the 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Awards show. Up next, we're going to name the 2018 uh, 2018- race Sam McKee race call of the year presented by the Meadowlands racing and entertainment some fantastic race calls and obviously this is one that kind of hits home for Mike Carter myself because we're both announcers so we're always very excited about uh, some of the great race calls that we hear through 2018 and I'll tell you what six of the best were nominated this year. Great job by the racing fans nominating uh, those particular race calls. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, you'll find out who the 2018 Sam McKee race call of the year award belongs to. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USTA.
4: Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP Stable. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner.
1: It is nearly time to meet the winner of the 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike, Sam McKee Race Call of the Year. Presented by the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. But first, let's take one final look at the nominees. Vance Cameron's call of the 2018 Gold Cup and Saucer. Jim Viglias' call in the 2018 Breeders' Crown Older Pacing Division with Mick Wicked. Also Jim Viglias' call of the 2018 Breeders' Crown event for Older Bear Pacers won by Sharton. Ken Terpening's call of race one, the night of champions at running aces. Gabe Pruitt's call of the 2018 Alaraj Open Trot, where Homicide Hunter went the fastest mile ever by a trotter. And Airs Ratliff's call of the 2018 Battle of Lake Erie, featuring winner Bits of a Legend. The runner-up for the 2018 post-time with Mike and Mike, Sam McKee, race call of the year, presented by the Meadowlands, is... And the winner of the 2018 Sam McKee, race call of the year, presented by the Meadowlands, is...
5: 122 and 227 even. Lazarus is fading out of it. McWickett now leads by three lengths. Rock and run, trying to get to him second. Don't tell me again. Unquirking on the outside. All that soft force. Top of the stretch. McWickett is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me
6: again. Cutting into the margin. But it's McWickett. four years later. Back at the top of the sport. McWickett dominates the pace by four.
2: All right, like many of these Breeders crown races, this one came down to the line, but Jim Baviglia edges out, runner-up, Vance Cameron right at the line, and Jim Baviglia joins the program, and I'll tell you what, Jim, I never thought you'd show up on this program again after I said I didn't know who Radiohead was. I still don't know who they <laughs> are, but uh, you know what? We're, we're, we're still, having, uh, still having some fun, man. Uh, congratulations, hey. and uh, welcome on, man. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Well, you needed to give me a award to get me back on after that uh, after that uh, travesty of not knowing who, who Radiohead was. <laughs> well, listen,
1: listen, Jim. As long as you don't critique the the little music towards the end of that uh, little little <laughs> promo there, the, 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 please, please, that 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 would not get a good critique. Critique. I, I was off my production game, by the way, a little bit, Mike Carter. I I played Mike Carter the open of our thing. He's like, what the heck is that? Uh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, it sounded fine to me It sounded fine to me <laughs> well,
2: Jim, well Jim congratulations And uh, let's kind of go back to Breeders' Crown Night uh, 2018 Obviously you and Mike uh, shared the booth And you guys got to call some great races But uh, sure enough it was A lot of fun to see McWicked Come back and uh, reign supreme On Breeders'
0: Crown Night
5: It really was you know. And I had called you know, his races uh, When he was kind of up and coming And I remember the talent that he had And then thinking, "Eh, you know, it's too bad. He kind of faded away and, you know, great career, even if it ended at that. Then to have him come back like he did on the biggest stage and really all of 2018, he was just stupendous. And then, you know, to kind of put the punctuation mark on it uh, at the uh, at the Breeders' Crown, it was just so much fun to watch. And you know, I think that probably you could probably hear that in my race call. There was a lot of admiration for him, and and just just amazement at how he did, he had come back uh, to the top of the sport.
1: And see, Jim, I, I got it. Now, see, I got a big argument with the race fans because I think they got it wrong. Actually, I think the Sharton call was better than the McWicked call. But uh, believe me, both were equally as good. But uh, I mean, I thought Sharton was just a little bit better. I mean, the Nunshall pass thing at the end that was really, really cool. But you know, Jim, uh, you know, we had you on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we talked mm-hmm. about announcers kind of, you know, getting in the back of their mind what they're going to say, kind of preparing mm-hmm. for you know what you want to say i mean but but there's so many different scenarios i mean you can have a close race you can have a runaway you can have an upset like you had with percy blue chip you can have uh, Mm -hmm. so many different scenarios that go on and i know we kind of asked you about it before but for anybody that missed that particular show as an announcer what do do you do you really do you have a certain set thing that you want to say or do you just kind of you know prepare yourself to call a bunch of different audibles
5: You know, I I did have kind of some things I was thinking if it came down to McWicked and Lazarus, because that was the storyline that I and most everybody else, you know, harness racing fans expected. I did not really have anything in mind for such a dominant performance from McWicked. And I think. You know, sometimes that works for the race call because you hear the surprise, you hear the, you know, kind of the, where did that come from coming from my voice? Because, you know, I didn't expect him to dominate the way he did. And so, you know, when I said he was lonely on the lead, you know, I think you could hear that in my voice that, wow, where is this coming from? How is he doing this against this caliber of competition? And so, you know, you know, I talked about it with you guys, you know, I'm so honored to win this, but it's such a byproduct of the race that you get and the performance that you get, you know, if McWickett doesn't put on that performance, you know, then, then it's just another race call, but um, he just, he made it special.
2: And Jim, I, you know, I, I kind of was reminded of that last night uh, while I was calling the races at Northfield, you know, of course, you, you know, you have your big stakes races, but for me, you know, the stakes races in my mind are kind of the late closers and things of that sort, because those finals go for purses that, you know, some of those horses... You know, they they don't normally get to go for. And so, you know, I'm kind of looking over the program last night going, you know, XYZ should leave, you know, this horse is one, two straight. And then all of a sudden there are three breakers and the, you know, the whole thing, it kind of falls apart in your head and you you sit there and you think to yourself, okay, I can't plan how this stuff is going to kind of turn out.
5: Right. You just kind of have to adjust on the fly. Now, there have been times when I have planned and it worked out. Like when I called the Breeders' Crown way back when the first time, you know, rock and roll heaven, I had a pretty good idea that he was going to dominate. I just had that feeling that I didn't think anybody else could hang. And so I had some things prepared that I was going to say if he did break out, and he did. But for 99% of the time, it doesn't work out that way. And so you just have to kind of adjust on the fly, have kind of tidbits in your head for every horse, you know, kind of, you know, I I get some people who don't like the fact that when I'm calling overnight races, sometimes I'll say, oh, you know, as, as they're coming through the front stretch, he's won two in a row, or he's coming from Yonkers or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I like to do that because I think it sets the tone for the whole race. You know, then you're getting a feel for these, for these horses, even if you don't have a program in front of you so i have all that information in the back of my mind and so this way if there is any contingency that comes up then hopefully i'm prepared for it
1: jim one question before we let you go obviously this Mm -hmm. award's got sam mckee's name on it you've had a Mm -hmm. chance to work with sam mckee and it was in that very booth at the downs of Sun pocono for the breeder's crown a couple of years ago what does it mean to you know to win an award with sam's name on it
5: well, you know, first of all, you know, the, the, the chance the, the, to, to get nominated with such great nominees, I mean, you know, Vance and Gabe and Ayers and Ken, you know, that, that in itself is awesome. And, you know, there are so many wonderful track announcers out there, you know, that, that it's, it's really nice to be recognized, but I don't kid myself that this was anything other than a byproduct of, of these races, but it, it is, you know, it's so humbling and it's, just such an honor to be in in the same ballpark with with Sam, because like I told you guys a few weeks back, there was nobody better as a race caller and – even just meeting him a few times, you could tell there was nobody better as a person. So, you know, this is its really, you know, I really thank you guys and, and thank the people who voted. And, again, to my fellow nominees, I just think you're all fantastic and, and everyone deserving of this award. Um, but but it really is a kind of a precious thing uh, to be anywhere, like I said, anywhere in the ballpark with Sam McKee because he was the absolute best as a race caller and a person.
1: All right, and I need my Playing Back the 80s book uh, autograph, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
5: sir. Yes, sir. That That is a that is definite. <laughs> you
1: know what? I'll tell you what. What a great gift. And, and let me tell you something. This is my recommendation. <laughs> when you get the book, Playing Back the 80s, it gives you, you – you read – Jim goes through basically a, a lot of different songs that were in the 80s, some popular and some that were kind of deep cuts. And it gives you a whole new outlook on the song. So my recommendation <laughs> read the read the kind of re, read the review, listen to the song, and then read the review again. And it kinda of gives you like okay. a whole different viewpoint of, of the song. I mean like behind the scenes stuff of what the band was going through, what the producers were going through and just really cool stuff, Jim. Really cool maybe, stuff. Get it on it, uh anywhere, you get it on Google uh where you can get it on Google, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles anywhere.
5: Yeah.
6: Maybe maybe I'll find the Yeah, that
1: is.
5: <laughs> yeah we don't that'll be the next book will be radiohead to help out carter but but yeah it was it was definitely written with the idea of playlists in mind because that's the way people kind of listen to music these days so i hope people do just that
1: all right good stuff jim congratulations we're going to put you on hold for just a minute or two because sure. mike carter's going to uh, going to get your address and stuff so we can send you some hardware so hold on just a minute jim
5: all right thanks again guys thanks so much
1: All right. That was Jim Baviglia. Mike, I'm going to throw you in the screen room so you could go ahead and get Jim's uh, (laughs) information. But what a good dude, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, what a humble and, uh, you know,
2: amazing gentleman Jim is. And, uh, you know, we're super proud to call him a colleague.
1: That's right, and he had two. Actually, all of his breeder crown calls were <laughs> really, really good. They, they really were. It was really good stuff. So we're going to take a time out. We uh, still have a lot lots left, obviously, to come on this awards edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the United States Trotting Association. Up next, it is the 2018 Innovator of the Year Award, sponsored by our good friends at the USTA. Some great, great candidates there. You're not going to want to miss it find out who the 2018 Innovator of the Year Award winner is coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by BetAmerica and the USTA
7: at bet america we don't do promotions only for new players as a regular player at betamerica.com you can take advantage of several promotions each week go to betamerica.com extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks it's just another reason why it's time to play the bet america way
2: Eight two extension five five five
1: five. Twinback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts and a Breeders' Crown Champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, My MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners including Good Times Trot Winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to windbackfarm.com. That's windbackfarm.com. It's nearly time to reveal the winner of the 2018 Innovator of the Year presented by the United States Trotting Association. But before we do that, let's take one final look at the nominees. Ryan Clements. Ryan received numerous nominations throughout the process for his creation of the often-pacing Mobile app and Catch Driver Mobile app. Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, which presented the 2017 Breeders' Crowd, added their nomination and was applauded for their high-def race feed. Hoosier Park is very friendly when it comes to on-track marketing and promotions with plenty to do on the on-track patrons. Ken Turpinning started Harness Racing replays in early 2018, and that features some of the sports stars. He also promotes Harness Racing tirelessly through Facebook and social media. Tim Harless. Tim has been the speed superintendent at the Dark County Fair for many years and was the originator of the Ohio Lady Pace. He got the Gene Regal and Armorhurst races started with 25,000 plus in purses at the county fair level for each race and gave away special glasses to fans on Regal nights. Chris Gooden, the defending 2017 post time with Mike and Mike USTA Innovator of the year. Chris's fantastic photo shower Facebook and Twitter as promotions of the Meadows Racetrack and Casino is of the highest regard. The runner-up for the 2018 post time with Mike and Mike Innovator of the Year presented by the USTA is... Ryan Clement and the winner of the 2018 Innovator of the Year presented by the USTA is
2: Ashley Tietrich. Back of this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America, Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich. Congratulations goes out to Ashley Tietrich, getting 320 of the 1,297 votes cast in that division. Ashley joins the program now, and Ashley, I tell you what, uh, the Tietrich Racing Promotions and Facebook page and things of that sort, they all do a heck of a job, and we got to give you a lot of credit for that.
8: Well That means the world to me, and I appreciate you guys for um recognizing what we do and I appreciate the fans for loving what we do because it's um it's it's a little bit of a tough uh um adventure, but you know i'm so honored to be a part of this thank you all.
1: You know, we talked uh, a couple of weeks on the show, uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, Ashley, about uh, branding, and you see a lot more horsemen, whether it be stables or drivers or trainers or what have you, kind of branding themselves uh, really on Facebook and Twitter and, and, and coming up with a logo and doing certain types of giveaways. Where did that idea come about for you? When did uh, you get the idea to kind of do that with teacher Racing?
8: Well, I genuinely watched all these drivers and trainers and owners that are, you know, there's they're, they're athletes. They're out there working every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I watched, you know, I saw a lot of people that had a true following for certain drivers or certain trainers, and they really genuinely loved what they did. And you know, there there needed to be a connection between those trainers, drivers, and those fans and owners. And I felt like there's no reason that we shouldn't treat our sport as a professional athletic sport, you know, anything less than what the PBR has done, what the NHL has done, and of course, the NFL and NBA. So I think it was, that's where my inspiration came from.
2: Ashley, obviously, uh, you, as well as the t have had a phenomenal season. Uh, what's coming up in uh, 2019 in the T-Trix household? Uh, anything special, or are we just going to be uh, continue to grind like we have been?
8: Yeah, I'm sure on Tim's end, the grind will continue. I mean, 10 years of going hard, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. It's just his DNA and you know, his family has proven that hard work pays off. But, you know, on, on the social media end, um, we're looking right now to um, start our, our 2019 clothing line. We're just about closed up with production. Um, excuse me, we're closed off with graphic work. Our product will now go into production, it, which means it will hit the market April, May, June. That's our goal. So we're excited to launch our second clothing line and um, just sincerely watch social media grow. We're always looking for partnerships and sponsors. If there's anybody out there that wants to jump on board or have ideas, please know, shoot me an email or Facebook message me through Teacher Racing. And we, um, we love new ideas and we always embrace them.
1: Ashley, good stuff. And one final question before we let you go. Uh, obviously, you're very active in uh, promoting uh, the uh, aftercare. Uh, obviously, uh, horses after they get done racing, they need a place to stay. You know, they need a good farm. They need a good home. And you've been pretty uh, instrumental in doing that kind of stuff as well.
8: Yeah. You know, if if anybody hasn't had the opportunity to check out, um, you know, organizations like New Vocations. And if anybody has um, ever, you know, if you've got a racehorse on the track that's, you know, just not loving his job anymore, is ready to step on into something new, you will not be disappointed. It's really a great organization. Um, Their follow-through is incredible. And, you know, the best thing for them is they give these horses another opportunity to have a second career. And um, they deserve that, and, and they do a really good job helping them.
1: All right, well, Ashley, listen, we're going to ask you to hold on just for a minute. Mike Carter is going to uh, take you in the green room and uh, get your address so we could send you some hardware. Sounds good?
8: Well, I appreciate that, and I want to thank everybody that was the nominee and those out there that are doing great things. You guys sincerely keep this business rolling, and I hope to be instrumental in making it a bigger, better thing in the future.
1: All right. Keep up the good work, Ashley. We'll talk to you soon. Hold on for just a second. Thank you, guys. All right. That was our 2018 Innovator of the Year presented by the United States Trotting Association, Ashley Tietrich. And, uh, Mike, once again, uh, you know, it was, uh, we had so many different talented innovators that do different things to help promote the sport. I mean, you know, Ryan Clemenson does it with uh, Catch Driver and, uh, you know, and often pacing and Ashley does it with the branding and the promoting and the aftercare. And it's, it's cool to see all these innovators, Mike, come at it from different angles to try to help promote the sport. They're really, really talented people.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, all these things, you know, or all these people, Mike, they help kind of promote the sport in their own way. And that is a, you know, that's a really big thing. And, you know, we need those people. We need those fresh voices to kind of help build the sport and
1: uh, go forward. All right. Well, I'll let you get to Ashley, so we could send her some hardware. Coming up, it's the 2000. and We're going to name the 2018 Horsewoman of the Year, presented by our good friends at Millstream Farm. That's coming up. Out the awards edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USGA. We'll be back in just a moment. Ring in the new year right with Meadowlands Racing and
2: Entertainment on Friday, January 4th and Saturday, January 5th as racing fans can win their share of $2,019. Ten contestants will be selected after race number six and can win varying amounts of prizes. For more information and complete schedule, visit PlayMeadowlands.com.
1: Millstream no Farm has been breeding and raising standardbred trotters for over 21 years at its Kentucky farm, and we've just completed the third full year of operations in New Jersey. Our Kentucky farm is located just minutes away from Fasig-Tipton and just a mile north of the Kentucky Horse Park. Our New Jersey farm is located in Allentown and is one of the Garden State's most beautiful, a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven. Our New Jersey location includes farm turnouts, broodmare boarding, weanlings, and yearlings. we also sell a consignment of trotters every year in Harrisburg. For more information, visit millstreamfarm.com. That's millstreamfarm.com. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, Rehab, Rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. You're tuned in to the Bet
7: America Radio Network. Host Jason Beam brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be, and you can hear new shows at betamerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes. Freaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn.
1: All right, we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Embed America. Actually, a little bit of an audible. We're going to do the Upset of the Year coming up next. The uh, 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year is presented by our good friends at VIP Stables. And without further ado, let's roll the tape. Mm-hmm. It is nearly time to meet the 2018 Upset of the Year Award winner, presented by VIP Stables. First, let's take one final look at the nominees. Percy Blue Chip. The Upset in the 2018 Breeders' Crown from the Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono. Together, the upset winner of the 2018 Steel Memorial, de Green Eyed Lady, winner of Race 1, October 24th at Rosecroft Raceway, returning $229.40 to win. Crossado Della Noche, the upset winner of the Yonkers International Trot. Lily Stride, another upset in the 2018 Breeders' Crown from the Downs at Mohican Sun Pocono, and what's going on? A 32 to one score in the Matron at Dover Downs. The runner-up. Of the 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year, sponsored by VIP Stables, is... Lily and Struth. the winner of the 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Upset of the Year, presented by VIP Stables, is... Percy Bluechip. There it is, 52 to 1, winner in the 2018 Breeders' Crowd for three year old Philly Pacers, Percy Bluechip. That upset was masterminded by driver Matt Kikali, who joins us now on the program. Matt, welcome in. How are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
1: All right, let's uh, turn back the clock and relive that upset, 52-1, to and you put the horse obviously in just a fantastic position, was able to sit right off the speed, and uh, hey, you had the freshest legs in the end, my friend, just according to Hoyle, just like you planned it from the beginning, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Couldn't have won
3: any better, that's for sure.
1: You know, it was a sloppy night on that night at the uh, the Downs of O'Egan Sun Pocono, and as a matter of fact, uh, I pulled up your article on uh, Harness Lincoln, and, and your face was just completely full of mud. You barely recognized your colors. Tell us about that kind of night and what it is driving uh, in those conditions.
3: Yeah, it was it was muddy. Um, you know, a big night like that, you don't want it like muddy and stuff, but um you know we deal with the elements and we deal with that stuff all the time so it's not that big of a deal um and you know what if it wasn't muddy like that my filly might not have won so you know maybe it was it was a blessing for me
2: now matt uh, obviously it's been kind of a roller coaster year and uh we we won't have the moment that we did in the winter circle with the british crown but uh man I'll tell you what, what a season it's been for you and to culminate it with uh, your first couple of breeders crowns what's it been like what's the ride been like for you this year
3: yeah, it was a great night. Um, you know, I, I cried coming back to the winner's circle with that Philly. Um it was it was amazing and you know, like I said, if it wasn't muddy and you know, um um those Phillies didn't go at it at, on the lead like that, um, you know, my Philly wouldn't have won. You know, they won they won a ridiculous half and Yannick and Scotty battled it out and it set up for a closer and I was in a great spot, and know, it felt great.
1: Matt, let me ask you this, as a driver, and obviously you know you drive in stakes races and in overnight races and and so on and so forth does it mean is it a different kind of feeling when you win with a horse that you know is thirty forty fifty to one that the betters don't expect to is expect you to win with
3: i mean it I think so every win is great, but it's a little bit different for sure i think um you don't you don't expect to go out there and win when you're fifty two to one, especially in the breeder's crown. Um, it it might be a little bit extra sweet. I I might say that. Yeah.
1: Now I was scrolling through Facebook on a personal note. Did did you make it to Michigan for Christmas time?
3: Uh, yep. Yep. We were there from uh, Friday to Christmas Day.
1: And how cool is Bronner's, and how cool is Frankenmuth?
3: Yeah, it was cool. There was a ton of people on the street, and I mean, we couldn't even w- barely walk through the uh, Bronner's with the stroller. It was so packed. It was. It was cool to get the baby to see the place and Annie's never been there, so um you know I wanted to show them them Bronner's and Frank and It's just a cool little town for sure.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. We love it. We uh when we lived in Michigan we went there once, twice a year. It was beautiful stuff. Well listen, man, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you in the future. I'm gonna put you on hold because Mike Carter's gonna get your address because he's got some hardware he wants to send you. So hold on just for
3: a okay. All right, very cool. Thanks, guys.
1: All right, that was Matt Cakali, and uh Mike. I'll tell you what—you're right. What a roller coaster ride for Matt Cakali. Twenty eighteen was been. I mean, when he had that accident at the Yonkers, Mike, it, it honestly it didn't look good for his career at that point. No, he thought that
2: uh you know he he said on multiple occasions he thought his career was over. He never
1: didn't know if he'd be able to see again
2: or any of that stuff. And uh I'll tell you what—what what a joy it's been. I call Matt, uh, I call Matt a friend um, because me and him have had some. uh Pretty good conversations, you know, on the racetrack, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, what an incredible uh, gentleman he is, and uh, he works extremely hard, and he had to work hard to get back to where he was, that's for sure, and to win not one but two Breeders' Crowns was a special night.
1: All right, Mike, well, I'm going to let you get in the screen room and get uh, Matt's address so we can send her some hardware. So go ahead, and uh, we're going to keep this show rolling. It's Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Coming up next, we're going to announce the 2018 Horsewoman of the Year presented by our good friends at Millstream Farms. Still plenty of awards to give away. Don't go anywhere. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. We'll be back in just a moment.
7: Ever dream of owning your own
4: racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP Stable. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner.
1: It is nearly time to meet the winner of the 2018 Post Time with Mike and Mike Horsewoman of the Year, sponsored by Millstream Farms. But first, let's take one final look at the nominees. Jessica Otten, the Michigan native who is currently enrolled at Mott Community College. Otten is a pivotal part of the Post Time with Mike and Mike live broadcast team. She was recently hired by the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Nancy Johansson, well-known daughter of Hall of Fame trainer Jimmy Tactor, who currently trains numerous horses, including the great Kissin' in the Sand. She has over $7.7 million in earnings. Joanne Looney King, the high-profile trainer of Sharkton who has dominated the Open Bear Ranks since coming overseas, King was the 2016 Small Stable of the Year Award winner. Wendy Ross, who began working for the USTA in May of 2018, she has put together the lip-sync battle and helped put on a harness racing carpool karaoke. She was instrumental. Working with Mark Weaver and Ron Burke to coordinate the Harness Racing Fan Zone Foiled Again Farewell Tour, Casey Coleman, who currently has the horse to beat in training right now in McWicked. She has worked tirelessly throughout her career to put together the powerhouse stable that she has, over 2,300 career wins and $57 million in career earnings. And Moira Fanning, currently the COO of the Hamiltonian Society, she assists with everything there is to work with when it comes to Grand Circuit events. The runner-up of the 2018 Horsewoman of the Year, sponsored by Millstream Farms, is Joanne Looney. And the winner of the 2018 Horsewoman of the Year, sponsored by Millstream Farm, is
2: Casey Coleman.
1: There it is, the 2018 Horsewoman of the Year, sponsored by our good friends at Millstream Farm, Casey Coleman. And right now, Casey joins the program. Hello, Casey. How are you? Congratulations.
9: Good. Yourself, and thank you very much.
1: All right, Mick Wicked. I mean, just unbelievable watching. Mick Wicked go throughout the course of the year and, uh, you know, just dominate the competition. Um, you know, you have to be so proud of this horse Casey. This has just got to be an unbelievable feeling to see him just do what he did to uh, a good group of older of older, uh, horses
9: yeah no doubt he uh let's say the horse was awesome for me as a three-year-old and as a four-year-old he just didn't have that great of a season um i lost him for about a year and a half and then we got him back he had a really good year last year and this year to to think or dream that he would do half of what he did being uh being the age he is now is just crazy he just uh and when we, like his last start was as strong as his first start of the season, and uh, I'm very excited to see what this horse is going to do next year. I realize he's getting up there in age. He'll be eight next year, but um, we put him away sharp, sound, healthy, and I'm expecting big things next year again.
1: You know, Casey, you mentioned you lost the horse for about a year, year and a half, then you got him back. What, uh, what did it take to kind of get him back into shape? I mean, did you have to do anything special, or did you kind of just did, did with him what you did as a three-year-old?
9: No, really, we just did the same as we always did with him. Like he as a three year old I couldn't have been any happier with him. The horse raced great every single time he set his foot on the track. And as a four year old, it's not that he really even raced bad. He just did, he was a four year old against the aged horses. He had some bad draws, bad drives, just things Things really weren't going his way, but realistically, he didn't really put in very many bad starts. It was just circumstances, and uh, he would have been gone to stud if it wasn't for the growl rule at the time. He would have been gone to stud, but because of that rule, he had to still race, and uh, when he had the bad year as a four-year-old, simply nobody wanted him as a stud now. Um, and then I lost him and uh, he was gone about a year and a half and then he came back and he had a great year last year just he wasn't eligible to a lot of the races because it goes by money one on this season and he didn't have much money one so a lot of the big races he simply wasn't eligible to them Um, we raced him on what we could and I think he made about five or six hundred thousand last year and raced very very well and this year we could stake him to everything and he was eligible to everything and uh, he was just amazing like it it was crazy to see him do what he did especially being the age he was
1: casey let's talk about your career for a moment you have uh, over 2300 career wins over 57 million dollars in career earnings did you see yourself having this much success did you see yourself at this point when you were first getting started in the industry
5: uh,
9: no, not at all. Cause I, uh, I was planning on being a driver my whole life. I, uh, when I, I was born and raised in racing, That's all I've ever done. I always worked for my dad and I worked for a few other trainers that taught me a lot that uh, Bill Davis was one that taught me a lot along the way. Um, but I was looking to be a driver and, uh, was one day, uh, an owner named Merlin House approached me at a new owner seminar and asked me to to claim a horse for him. I tried to explain to him how I'm not a trainer, I'm a driver. And he <laughs> insisted that I was going to be his trainer. And, uh, basically I took a horse and, I still have that horse to this day. Her name's Keeper Flying. I uh, I still have her. I've even bred her. She's had a baby that's made nine hundred thousand, and she's just been uh, she's just been a sweetheart for me. And it, I would never ever expect to do even ten percent of what I've done. So uh, no, it's been it's been awesome.
1: Well, listen, you uh, listen. You're still young, okay? You've pretty much conquered the training world. You've accomplished so much. Any thoughts of maybe uh, getting in the bike and making a little bit of a transition?
9: Uh, no, I am i am too fat for that now. <laughs> you gotta be more in shape and uh and doing it every day and no, I'm I'm definitely uh I, I learned that I'm not a driver. Those guys that are the, the hired drivers there, they're 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 every one of them. They're fearless, they're very, very aggressive, they're uh it's it's a profession where you gotta do what you're best at and I, I tried being good at it, being a driver and I realized that I'm just not good enough. So no, I definitely won't be back in the bike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, we thought maybe we could have some breaking news on this program. No, listen, Casey, no, we certainly no. appreciate I, you joining now us. No, no, I'm saying that <laughs> about two
9: years ago. I did try to drive again. I just did some qualifiers on that, and, uh no I, I I realized this isn't for me. I don't need to be in the bike. <laughs> I'll, I'll hire the professional. Well, right.
1: well, Well, listen, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Congratulations, 2018 Horsewoman of the Year presented by Millstream Farm. Obviously, uh, you know, McWicket and Sharpton, it's been a big debate for Horse of the Year. I pretty much have no doubt that McWicket's going to get the job done. But nonetheless, I'll tell you what, what a magical season for McWicket. And uh, the beat keeps going on for one Casey Coleman. Casey, listen, if we could put you on for just a minute, Mike Carter is going to get uh, your address so we could send you some hardware.
9: Awesome! Thank you very much.
1: All right, hold on just one second, Casey. And uh, that was Casey Coleman. And how, Mike? How interesting was that? That 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 uh, the growl rule may be responsible for keeping McWicked going and in racing. Interesting.
2: Yeah, definitely uh, some some interesting news there. But uh, what 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 else is interesting here is? And if you ask me, and some people will probably disagree with me, that the battle for horse of the year is between McWicked and Charton. And how about they run one, two in our awards, too? So uh, kind of interesting that, uh, you know, the, the horse of the year battles continue even through our program. But what a job the Casey Coleman bunch has done with Mick Wicket, um, you know, thinking, you know, a couple of years ago, Mike, uh, you know, who, who knew that uh,
1: he would come back to uh, do what he did this year? It's absolutely incredible. All right, well, I'll let you get to casey Coleman, and, uh, go, ahead and uh, get some, uh, go ahead and get some go ahead and get some information so we could send the hardware out to Casey. And we still have a couple awards to announce coming up. We are going to present our Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year award presented by Harris Hoosier Park. That is coming up, and don't forget the Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year presented by Catch Driver is coming up as well. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America.
2: Ring in the new year right with Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment on Friday, January 4th, and Saturday, January 5th, as racing fans can win their share of $2,019. Ten contestants will be selected after race number six and can win varying amounts of prizes. For more information and complete schedule, visit PlayMeadowlands.com.
1: It's nearly time to reveal the winner of the 2018 Larry Reinheimer's Small Stable of the Year Award, presented by Harris Hoosier Park. But first, let's take one final look at the nominees. Altmire Wilder Racing Stable, a family-run operation that focuses on racing at the Meadows, Racetrack, and Casino. stable name comes from the marriage of Heather Wilder and driver Mike Wilder. Go Where the Money is Stable, They have approximately 10 horses with 20 partners in their stable currently. They race primarily at Vernon Downs in upstate New York, but they have had plenty of success. The Jeff Lilly Stable. Jeff has a small stable of just a few horses, but this year, in 2018, Jeff managed a great-granddaughter of Cecily to become the Maritime 3-year-old Philly of the Year and the richest maritime bred ever for a single season with earnings over $100,000. Berlin Yoder, who is known for producing some of racing's best trotters, including champion Natural Herbie. But in 2018, he produced an unbeaten Indiana bred named Woodside Charm, took the Indiana Super Final, and the Breeders' Crown. The Scott Bet Stable. This small stable is just under $1 billion in career earnings, with over 100 career training victories. 2018 has been a breakout year, earning just under $500,000. And Winners Circle Racing, a fraction alone ownership group that provides the total harness racing experience from the barn to the paddock to the winner's circle. The group was started by Charlie Longo and Matt Zuccarello. The runner-up for the 2018 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year presented by Harris Zuccher Park is... Vote for and 40. the winner of the 2018 Larry Weinheimer's Small Stable of the Year presented by Harris Hoosier Park is
2: Verlin Yoder. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. And there you have it, Verlin Yoder, the winner of the 2018 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by Harris Hoosier Park. And Verlin joins us now. And, Verlin, before we dive into your career, uh, tell us uh, about Woodside Charm. Uh, How's she doing uh, in the offseason? Is she enjoying her time off? Yes,
10: she's enjoying her time off, and she's doing pretty good. Uh, she's been jogging back about four weeks now. Um, she's feeling good and everything's looking good. So, hopefully, knock on wood, hopefully, uh, we can come back and do all right this year.
1: Berlin, Mike Bozich chair and uh, listen, we had you on the show last week. When you had, we had a really good conversation. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was saying after the show, and when I was talking to Mike Carter, I said, you know, when you when you do an interview and you and you learn some stuff, that's always a really good interview. And I I learned quite a lot about, you know, kind of the, the difference why you prefer trotters over pacers and and the the difference, you know, like I thought just automatically, just assuming that the toughest transition was for a horse between two and three. And actually the toughest transition transitions been a horse between three and four. And, you know, after you mentioned that, I went back and there are some really good examples of horses that raced well at three and, and haven't fared so well at age four, but uh, you're pretty impressed with the way Woodside mm-hmm. charm is, is growing in as you, as you mentioned uh, last week, right? Yeah, I am. I mean, uh,
10: the biggest thing you want to see on a two-year-old is you want to see him grow. You know, you want him to see him beef out a little bit because, in the hot summer, you always lose weight, but she's doing, she's eating good, and she's gaining weight, and she's growing, so she's, everything's growing that you could ask for, you know?
2: Now, Verlin, uh, for those who may uh, may not have followed your career very much, how did you get into the sport of uh, harness racing, and uh, how did your training career begin?
6: Uh,
10: my training career began by absolute luck, picking the right horses. And I started training horses because I wanted something to do after work to get my mind off of work. And I had a Cyrus Takes champion the first year. Absolute luck. And then as the years went on, I figured out it ain't as easy as I thought it was. But everything you do in life, in business, has growing pains. You just got to be willing to accept the learning.
1: Well, you know what? Listen, we appreciate you joining us once again. Congratulations, the 2018 Larry Reinheimer Small Stable of the Year Award presented by our good friends at Harris Hoosier Park, Ferland, I'm going to put you on hold for just a minute. Mike Carter's going to uh, needs to get your address so we could send you out some fantastic hardware. Sound good?
10: Yeah. Just one other thing that that's yes, very sir. humbling for an award like that. There's some very good trainers that were nominated for that. And to be picked out of that's just mind-boggling to me because um, you get every, up every morning do your job, and it's, it's very humbling to get something like that. And, yeah, you don't know how to put in words.
1: Well, listen. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. It's, it's it been. A, well, you know what? Listen, it's been a pleasure watching your Toronto race this year. I mean, what just a a, a tremendous, tremendous horse, and uh, and we certainly appreciate you, my friend. And uh, just hold on for a second because uh, Mike's got to get your address, buddy. All right. Thanks. All right. That was Burnwood Yoder. and I'll tell you what. You know, there was one of the Mike. It was one of the funnest interviews that I did. Uh, Probably since we've been on this show last week, because you know, Verlin kind of it was. I just took away a lot from that interview. That that I mean, stuff that not being involved with horses directly, that I just automatically assumed, and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, I learned a lot during that interview. If if anybody, you know, if you didn't listen to that interview archive, make sure you go back and listen to it.
2: Yeah. You need to go back and listen to that interview. That's for sure. It was uh it was definitely very, very informative.
1: All right. Well, we've got one more award to uh, give out. And that's coming up in just a moment. And it is, and certainly uh, last, but not least, Mike, the foil to get iron horse of the year award presented by catch driver. Before you get to Merlin Mike real quick, foiled again is closing out his career coming up at the Meadows. And once again, if you're anywhere in the vicinity of the meadows, even if you're not anywhere in the vicinity, you probably should get over there coming up on New Year's Eve because uh, it, it's going to be a very emotional race, very emotional moment, and I don't think there's going to be very many dry eyes in the house. I got to tell you.
2: No, and the word on the street is you're coming out, so uh, that's uh, that's that's what we hear. We hear that you're coming out to see the man, the myth, the legend foiled again. So, uh, no, I, I don't know that for sure, but uh, I'll tell you what, I'm excited about going out there on Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and if you can't make it up, make sure you're glued to a, a TV in the, in the meadow signal because it's it's really going to be cool. I mean, unbelievable that a horse like that can make it to 14 and just keep doing what he's doing and did so for such a long period of time. All right, so I go ahead and screen Verlin, and we're going to take another time out. When we come back, we're going to name the 2018 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year presented by our good friends at Catch Driver. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America and the USDA. Catch Drivers, a free harness racing driving game for your phone. Race against your friends, real-life drivers, and fellow virtual Catch Drivers from around the world. Race in stakes races, driving championships, party mode, or just in normal quick play. Download Catch Driver for free in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts and a Breeders' Crown Champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown Champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, My MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including good times trot winner wolfgang for more information go to winbackfarm.com that's winbackfarm.com
4: ever dream of owning your own racehorse how would you like to get in the winner with the number one harness racing partnership in the u.s. vip state there's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner.
1: It's nearly time to reveal the 2018 post-time with Mike and Mike foiled again. Iron Horse of the Year presented by Catch Driver. But first, let's take one final look at the nominees. Montreal Phil, whose damn matter of style was profiled in Trot Magazine this summer because her last full was racing well in Ontario Sire Stakes, and her first full, Montreal Phil, was win-streaking at Churro Raceway at age 14. 15 wins and 21 tries this season. Esprit de KJ, the 14 year old, began racing overseas in 2007 before coming to the States. He's made just over $400,000 in earnings while winning 64 total races. Victory's Peanut, the 14 year old, proudly owned by the Leon family, has over $180,000 in lifetime earnings and 39 career wins. Quicksilver Candier. She began her winning ways by capturing a matinee race in the cradle of the trotter at Oceanist Storm Track. She has 77 lifetime wins and $737,000 in the bank. In the blink of an eye, 13-year-old standard pacer who has been through many stables. In 2018, he has three wins in 19 starts, but he has 43 lifetime victories with earnings over $400,000. And Be Blissful, who would on one of his toughest deaths when he faced foiled again this year at Shenandoah Downs. Throughout his lengthy career, he has 60 wins and 299 starts and $320,000 lifetime. The runner-up. For the 2018 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year presented by Catch Driver is Montreal Phil. And the winner of the 2018 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year presented by Catch Driver is In the Blink of an
6: Eye.
2: We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by America and the USTA, Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by Megan Roberts, the owner of In the Blink of an Eye, who is the 2018, the foiled again, Iron Horse of the Year. And Megan, talk to us a little bit about uh, your nice horse, In the Blink of an Eye. Uh, obviously has had a very storied career, but uh, how did you wind up with him? And uh, tell us a little bit about him, maybe in the barn.
11: Oh, hi, guys. Um, I wound up with him last year in January. I bought him from Tara Hines, who had stopped racing him. You know, he had off for a little while, and uh, we just decided to give him a try. He was a nice, classy horse. My brother drove him, you know, years prior to that, and uh, he liked him, and so we decided to give him a go.
1: Megan, let's talk a little bit about uh, yourself. How did you get involved in the sport of harness
11: Oh, I think it's in my blood. Um, it goes back a, c- a couple generations. Um, uh, my grandfather did it. My dad does it still. I work alongside my dad and, uh, it just, it was one of those things that I could never get away from. Not that I wanted to, but you know, it was one of those things that I just always wanted to do. Always wanted to work around horses all the time. And so two years ago, I decided to go full time in it. And, uh, the rest is history.
2: Well, Megan, talk to us a little bit about what it means to win an award named after such a great champion racehorse. Obviously, in the blink of an eye, uh, you know this this category is built for horses. Uh, for it's an endurance type of uh, type of an award uh, for thirteen and fourteen year olds. But what does it mean to win an award named after the great Foiled again?
11: Oh, it's it's uh, ir- undescribable. I saw foiled again for the first time in my racing career at Rosecroft this year, and you know the horse he's so classy he he goes out there and he does his job and he likes it. you know to have a horse even relatively uh that acts like him just blinks the same way he goes out there he does his job, he loves it, you know he gets excited when he gets to the track you know he's just got he's got that fire in him that you don't find that in a lot of horses. It's It will be an honor if I find a horse that has as much heart as In the Blink of an Eye does, again, in my career. He's he's one of those, you know, horses you look that you wish you had all the time.
1: Megan, uh, In the Blink of an Eye is so, uh, he's eligible for one more year. We're going to see him in 2019.
11: Oh, uh, I think Blink may have, you know, finished his years out racing this past year. I don't know if he's, had, he's got some arthritis and, you know, he's he's getting a little hard to, to maintenance on. So instead of putting him through another year, I think he's going to be retired. and All Which right. makes it even more to finish out the season with an award like this.
1: Yeah, well, listen, congratulations, and uh, it was a pleasure uh, watching In the Blink of an Eye Race, and uh, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, congratulations for winning the 2018 Foiled Again Iron Horse of the Year, presented by our good friends at Catch Driver. And Megan, we need you to hold on for just a minute because uh, Mike Carter is going to uh, get some hardware from you off the air. So can you hold on for just a couple of seconds?
11: Of course. Thank you, guys.
1: All right, that was Megan Roberts. and I'll tell you what, Mike, another one of uh, my favorite Uh, awards because I mean here you've got these 13 and 14 year olds out there you know doing their thing and you brought up the best point I mean it's a stamina based award and and uh, how many votes did Foiled Again get for his own award? By the way, oh, an incredible
2: say. amount. Uh, we had yeah. to send a lot of nominations back to people and say, "Hey, you got to <laughs> send somebody else in," because we got a ton of uh, Foiled Again nominations. But and obviously, Foiled Again is the ultimate iron horse. We we agree with that statement. Uh, but since the award is named after him, uh, he disqualified from getting the award. However. He did receive his own award from post-time with Mike and Mike as the ultimate iron horse back on December 9th, uh, so we did honor the great Foiled again uh, back at Harris, Philadelphia.
1: That's right, and you got to call that race, Mike, and I'll tell you what, that was a hard-earned win for Foiled. Yes, it was a hard-earned win and a hard-earned call, that's for sure. A hard-earned <laughs> call, that's right. That wasn't actually the call of the afternoon, but uh, nonetheless, we'll – uh yeah oh, thanks a lot. So, bro, we appreciate The it. call of the afternoon was the one where I can't remember come running upstairs and yeah we we won't talk about that but yeah uh, right we won't I won't put you on blast for that one but how about but how about the great picture Vicky Wright took of well oh, yeah. it's all great pictures, but I mean the, dude, that was a really cool picture that she took of uh, of us and foiled again that was I thanked her about a thousand times that was <laughs> really cool.
2: I plan on ordering a uh, a canvas of that photo,
1: so uh, you know it'll be be
2: hanging up in the office at work. That's for sure.
1: All right. Well, listen. I'm going to let you go ahead and get to the screen room and uh, go ahead and uh, get Megan's information. And uh, we're going. To, uh, we still have one more segment left. As all the awards have been given up. But when we come back, we are going to go through the vote totals for uh, all of the awards. And uh, listen, we certainly appreciate the fans, everybody, uh, you guys out there voting. I mean, this was uh, – it's it was the best post time with Mike and Mike Award Show. It just seems to be getting better and better each and every year, and that's because of you, the racing fan, uh, voting for these uh, great people. Once again, congratulations to all of our nominees and obviously all of our award winners. But when we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up, but we are going to take a, the vo- take a look at the complete and official vote totals for all seven of the awards. So stick around for that. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Catch Drivers, a free harness racing driving game for your phone. Race against your friends, real-life drivers, and fellow virtual Catch Drivers from around the world. Race in stakes races, driving championships, party mode, or just in normal quick play. Download Catch Driver for free in the App Store and the Google Play Store.
4: Ever dream of owning your own racehorse? How would you like to get in the winner's circle? With the number one harness racing partnership in the U.S., VIP Stable. There's nothing like the thrill of your horse coming down the stretch. To find out more, call VIP Stable at 877-VIP-WIN-1 or visit us on the web at www.vipstable.com. Turning horse racing fans into racehorse owners. Be a winner.
1: Millstream Farm has been breeding and raising standardbred trotters for over 21 years at its Kentucky farm, and we've just completed the third full year of operations in New Jersey. Our Kentucky farm is located just minutes away from Fasig-Tipton and just a mile north of the Kentucky Horse Park. Our New Jersey farm is located in Allentown and is one of the Garden State's most beautiful, a pristine 76-acre preserved horse heaven. Our New Jersey location includes farm turnouts, broodmare boarding, weanlings, and yearlings, and we also sell a consignment of trotters every year in Harrisburg. For more information, visit millstreamfarm.com, That's millstreamfarm.com. There it is, Mike Carter. <laughs> another award show in the uh, in the hole, I guess you could say. Four this is our fourth year, fourth this year, annual post time a yep. Mike and Mike Award Show, and once again they just keep getting bigger and better. But what really was heartwarming was to see the vote totals as they continue to increase this year. But this year we really had a lot of voters. We um, we had.
2: I don't have the exact number pulled up in front of me, but we had just about 1,500 voters, and uh, those are all unique votes. That's the key to this whole thing. It's unique votes. The system we use only allows one person – or excuse me, one per IP address. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, what a year it was, and I can't wait for 2019.
1: All right, so without further ado, we promised uh, that we would go through the vote totals for uh, all seven of the awards. So, Mike Carter, if you got that in front of you, fire when ready.
2: Yeah, the Ted Barker's Race Fan of the Year, Albert Nash, 591. Colton Hay, 194
1: votes. Adriana Sorella, 92.
2: Pedro Baez, 99. Terry Wilson, 60. And Nathan Bain, 248 total votes. There was 1,284 Um, and was skipped 249 times, meaning it was not answered. Uh, Sam McKee race call of the year, we had 1,212 answers, 321 skips, Um, 280 votes to Vance Cameron, 310 to Jim Baviglia's McWicked call, 140 to Ken Terpenning, 135 to Jim Baviglia's Sharton call, 227 to our man Gabe Pruitt, 120 to Ayers Ratliff. Horsewoman of the Year, presented by Millstream Farm, 1,249 answers there, 284 skipped this one, uh, Moira Fanning with 135, Joanne Ludy King with 254, Jess Gotten with 165, Casey Coleman with 310, Nancy Johansson with 183, and Wendy Ross with 200. Larry Reinheimer, small stable of the year. Jeff Lilly, stable 263. Mike, just two votes out of being in second place. Verlin Yoder, 439. Altmaier Wilder, racing 146. Go Where the Money is stable 123. Witter Circle, racing 265. Scott Betts, stable 115. This was answered by 1,351 people and skipped by 182. The Innovator of the Year presented by the USTA was answered 1,297 times, skipped by 236 people. Uh, Ryan Clements, 241. Hoosier Park, 233. Ashley Tietrich, 320. Ken Trepetting, 123. Rod Allums Jr. had 79. Tim Harless with 103. And Chris Gooden, last year's champion, with 198. Upset of the year, skipped 309 times, answered 1,224 times. Percy Bluechip, 351. Dream Together, 94. Green-Eyed Lady, 203. Cruzado de la Noche, 237. Lily Stride, 251. What's going on, 88. And the last division was probably the most competitive. Mike was skipped 299 times. Uh, answered 1,234 times, Montreal filled 248, Esprit de KJ 116, Victories Peanut 177, Quicksilver Candy 192, in the blink of an eye 303, and Be Blissful 198. So, uh, you know, a, lot of, a couple of divisions were close, but uh, mostly uh, runaway winners this year, Mike.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, But once again, the vote totals were through the roof. And and real quick, for people that may be wondering what uh, you were talking about when you were saying skip, that means that uh, people just basically skip the category. So there were some people that came on and voted maybe for three of the seven or four of the seven, but uh, didn't necessarily vote for all. Is that right?
2: Correct. That is correct. So it looks to be, as I'm analyzing the data right now, for instance, uh, the – not the Iron Horse of the Year. That's not the one I wanted. Um, the award that had the least amount of skips was the, uh, small stable of the year award, which tells right. me that people came in, they voted for either Jeff Lilly, Berlin, Yoder, Altmaier, Wilder, you know, and that was probably the only category that they voted for. So, uh, right. but we're, we believe in 100% complete transparency, Mike, and uh, all those vote totals, we screenshotted everything, um, right. and put it on our social media pages. We are completely, uh, you know, completely transparent, uh, through this process. And that's the key to this whole thing is, you know, the transparency.
1: All right. So congratulations to all the winners. Congratulations to all the nominees. Another, uh, awesome, awesome, uh, uh job, I think, uh, by all of the nominees in their respective uh, divisions that uh, do a great job of kind of towing our, you know, company line, Mike, positively promoting the sport of harness racing real quick. Next week, uh, it is our year in review show. Mike, this is actually one of, another one of my favorite shows because we get to go back and take a look at some of the uh, well, the more exciting moments. Maybe some bloopers. You never know what you're going to oh, find oh. on a year in review show. So I, we got listen, listen I, up. Listen, I know one of our bloopers already is going to
2: be my um, stigma. Con- oh, well, I,
1: that's
2: like number yes. one on the list of uh, bloopers. That's for sure.
1: That's a good one. We, so we've got uh, – it'll be a great show. That's coming up next week at 1030. It'll be our year-in-review show, The Best of, uh, post time with Mike and Mike in 2018. 20- as we look forward to 2019. And then, Mike, the first actual show, the first live show of 2019, we'll have a brand new open with all the new race calls. So that's another thing to look forward to as we get set for 2019. But uh, big things coming up in the way of post-time with Mike and Mike in 2019. Uh, once again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And uh, once again, we another year in the books, Mike. Not only is it another award show in the books, Mike, but another year. In the books, supposed oh, yeah. with Mike and like I mean, what was it? it was back in 2015? We were sitting on the deck with a, a couple of cold beers, talking about what <laughs> we can do to promote harness racing, and we come up with this idea. And who knows that you'd press a button, and the next thing you know, it'd be 2019, and our show would be what three and a half years old now. Oh yeah, that it's incredible, isn't it? it it's one of those things
2: where you know you never thought in a million years that uh, that you'd see it like that. But uh, we're glad you, we're glad it's happening and. uh, i tell you what, it's uh, been a lot of fun so far, and I can't wait for 2019.
1: All right, so the show closes rolling, Mike, and I'll let you take it away. But before you do, I just want to say (laughs) I hope everybody had a very good Christmas, very good holiday season, a very happy new year. And we'll see you on the other side of 2019. And that's from all of us here at the Boza household, Mike? All right, well, from all of us here at the Carter household, happy new year.
2: Go out, watch Foiled again, check it out. We'll see everybody back here next Thursday, first post, 10 30. Good night. Closing time.
6: One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.